All right, what's up, fuckers? What's going? We are Wait, hold on a second. How come you always get to do the introduction first? Because it's my fucking podcast. It's our fucking podcast? Tales of a shitty indie worker? Not tales of a shitty indie Jason Hampton? A worker is singular, asshole. You know what? You can kiss my ass. Go ahead. Okay, I'm glad we got that out of the way. Mr. Uh, Glory Hog over here, referee, thinks he can do it all. Uh, those words never came out of my mouth. I just made a suggestion. So, as I was saying, what's up, fuckers? What's up, shitheads? Welcome to another... Not exciting, but, you know, just another edition of Tales of a Shitty Indie Worker. A very content episode coming at you. I am, as always, Jason Hampton. I am Josh Cox. And... We actually have something to talk about this week. Yes, we do. Uh, I'm not going to get too far into what it is right now, but uh, yeah, we'll let you uh, check this ad out here in just a second. We'll come back into the episode, plug another one or two things, and uh, get into it. So we'll be right back, guys. Okay, we are back. Hopefully you enjoyed that oh-so-wonderful ad right there. Hopefully you'll go and download Anchor. I would say they're a great sponsor, but they're our only sponsor because we're using their platform. More sponsors will come, but I have a good feeling. Oh, yeah, yeah, I can see that happening. But, uh, okay, right now we're going to go ahead and get into some plugs for some stuff going on. Uh, Luke Patterson's NGWA Subligna 95 Begonia Drive in Somerville. Uh, June 13th is going to be their first show back after all this stuff is over with. And we have two matches that we get to plug. Let's hear those matches, Jason. It is Luscious Luke Patterson versus Rockzotic Cameron Cox. Wow, <laughs> good old Cameron. For the NGWA Chattooga County title in a fans lumberjack strap match where the loser has to wear a dress. Holy shit, that's a lot. That's a lot. Wait, how's that fair? Cameron will love to wear a dress. That's not, we need to find something else for him to, to do if he loses. Maybe if he loses, he doesn't get to wear the dress. If he loses, he has to shave his head. No. Uh, no. If he loses, he doesn't get to wear the dress. I'll uh, I'll bring that up to Luke. And uh, also, for the NGWA Tag Team Titles, the Tag Champs, the movement taking on the Hatriots. So, of course, we're going to be walking away with the tag belts, because why wouldn't we? Because we're fucking awesome. And, uh, yeah, it should be a good night of... Oh, you're a fucking dick. Uh, but yeah, should be a good night. Good night of action. Uh, RCW still has t-shirts for sale. Uh, they were going to try to run, but, uh, the governor of Georgia had other plans where he, uh, kept the restriction going until the 31st of this month. Don't you just love governors? Well, I mean, it depends on who the governor is. Schwarzenegger was the governor there for a while. Ventura was, too. He did, he, he did all right. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, some governors are okay. Other ones, you just want to, you know, kick in the balls. Punch or them in the throat. If they don't have balls, you 
kick their husband in the balls and then they get no use out of them. So it's all good. Uh, okay, but like I was saying a minute ago, we actually have something to talk about. So guess what, guys? We got to go to a show this weekend. Yeah, we did. Uh, Chris Cronk and... Well, who was it that got in touch with you, Josh? It was... It was Joey Wadded. Joey Wadded. Uh, Joey Gambino. Joey Gambino, yes. Uh, he got in touch with Josh the other day. They were doing a doing a show that they were going to record and throw the matches up on YouTube. Uh, it's on Chris Cronk's personal YouTube page. He's got a section on there called the Blue Channel. It's the Pro Wrestling Mixtape. Uh, but yeah, Joey got in touch with you on what? like Friday, because I was at work and he had to ask me if I wanted to ref. Okay, so Friday, this past Friday, so that was, hell, what was that, the 9th, 8th? Yeah, the 8th. So you get the message on the 8th, hey, we're doing this empty arena show, we're going to record it, put it online, you want a ref? Pretty much how it went? Pretty much. All right, well then, uh, of course, Josh contacts me and my wife saying, hey, wrestling show, y'all want to go? Of course. So we, uh, and guys, I just said it last week. If you listen to the show, or if you listen to the podcast, I'm sorry, because I'm talking about going to the show. Right. Always bring your gear with you. Because who wasn't booked? I was not booked on this show. I was just going to be Josh's ride. I was going to go down, hoot and holler, yell, and put on a good show for the camera, for the guys in the ring. And... Someone, I don't know who, but whoever it was, fuck them. I took their spot. And what was the question he asked you? Hey, do you have your gear? And I said, hey, it's in the car. So, uh, yeah, turned around, went right back outside as soon as I could. Got my gear, got changed, and wound up... uh, Well, I'll talk about the match here in just a minute, but wound up working... uh, kid I'd never met before named Sean Christopher. I think he's from somewhere in Alabama. But, uh, yeah. We'll go ahead and get into the show, do a quick run-through of it real quick. Uh, first match, and I think it's pretty cool the way he's releasing this on his channel. Yeah. So he's basically doing one match every day. So it gives people time to, you know, watch one match, get a feel of it, review it themselves, get the critique of it, and then, you know, they can calm down and then the next one comes up they have enough time to watch the next one and so on and so forth so i like how he's doing that yeah first match was put out monday second match put today today uh third match which was my match will be out tomorrow so by the time you're listening to this uh you might be able to go straight over to chris crunk's youtube and that match be on there he said he's going to probably try to put it out around lunchtime on the days okay sounds good to me yeah now i want to give a shout out to chris crunk he has put a lot of work into doing this. I think this is the second time he's done this kind of a show. And he has also had help from, you know, RCW, who has lent the arena to him to let them do this. So, shout out to RCW, shout out to Chris Crunk, and all the people that's gotten together to be able to do this. He's hired, you know, his own cameraman, his own uh, a photographer, you know, all the guys that have wanted to come in and, you know, have a spot to work and do this match. Thank you to everybody that was there. We had an absolute blast. So let's get into a couple of the matches. And- oh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And before we get into the matches, should we talk about our payoff? 
Oh yes, hold on, hold on, just a second. Let me let me open. I, they can't see. Well, they can hear. It's a fucking podcast. You can't see on a podcast. Well, you can hear. I was gonna get the audio effect for them. So, okay, anyways, well, Tyler Gazaway that runs RCW was of course there to open the building up so we could use the building, the ring, and all that good stuff. Well, at the end of the night, he had two tall adult beverages left and he decided he wasn't going to drink them all by himself so he gave Josh and myself one so you guys are normally used to getting a hot dog and a handshake well we gotta have a beer and get drunk (laughs) (laughs) so yeah thank you to Tyler for that one that was awesome Uh, okay first match on the card was Kevin Ryan and Jordan Kingsley what were your thoughts of this match? My thoughts of this match, I see, t- I've never met either one of these guys before, and I don't recall seeing their work, but these were two really young, hungry guys, and, you know, I was the only breath there, so I got to rep every match, so I got a good view of all the matches. Okay, so were you saying they were hungry because they were both skinny and looked like they could use a sandwich? Now, now I, that, that, those words are not coming out of my mouth. So You said they were hungry. Hungry for wrestling. Okay, okay. You just said hungry, and of course, my fat ass goes straight to, I'm kind of hungry too. Oh, you know, actually, I'm kind of hungry. I hope this coffee will help. But it, yeah, anyways, I mean, these are uh, these guys did a great, great job in this match. And, you know, they're, they're high flyers, so they're trying to get the high spots in real quick. And, you know, towards the middle of the match, you know, they slowed down a little bit. You know, throughout the whole match, uh, they're... That match started off hot. Oh, God, yes. I mean, real hot. Uh, they gave us... Crunk said everybody go... Or first four matches, he said go about ten minutes. They went a little over. Uh, I watched it back. Well, I watched a little bit of it back. I wanted to see the finishing spot again. Oh. We'll talk about that here in just a second. But, uh, yeah, I just wanted to see that last spot over again. So I pull it up and I go through. And they went, they went a little over. They went about... I think 16.30 is where the clip ended. So, I mean, not too bad because that doesn't take into account how long their entrances were, if they did anything on right. the entrance. But. So, yeah, I mean, great, great start right out the gate. And throughout the majority of the match, both guys were teasing. Right above the ring is like a little platform, like a very thin piece of metal or it's a support beam support for the, beam, yes. it's a support beam for the roof is what it is so eat, throughout the match both guys were teasing going up to the roof going up to that support beam to try to do something crazy you know one guy would get up there get close to it other guy would cut him off and so on and so forth well at one point in the match they were fighting on the top rope you know holding on to it for balance because they were in the middle they weren't in the corner they were like middle of the ropes right. holding on to that and uh Kevin hooks him and he goes for a Spanish fly from right there at the middle of the ropes. Right. And they were both going to try to get over and actually land it. Uh, both of them land on their feet. That didn't work out as well as they were trying to, but, you know, they got up and covered it really well. Yeah, they did. And so, towards the end of the match, both guys finally get up onto this support beam. And if you watch this match, you're going to think that I am legit one of the best-selling refs in the history of the business. But no, my... God, I was in fear for both of these young men's lives and their careers. I mean, this is a thin piece of metal on this of this support beam, and they're both on top of this fighting, trading blows, you know, getting up there so they can get set up. 
and Kevin hooks Jordan for a Spanish fly and all I see is I want to say four or five inches above them is a piece of string. I don't know what it was for. If it was for lighting, if it was for when they were I using I think it's like a support rope for the lighting to hold the light in place or something. I'm not sure. And it, it was just inches above them. And I'm sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, they're going to try something and they're going to get one of their feet's going to get caught on this rope. So like if you watch the video, if you watch back, my hands are clenched. Like I am legit worried for these boys. And then well, you this see- beam, you got to think the top rope, if I stick my arm out straight, you know, that hits where the top rope is. So that's a good, what, four and a half foot okay. off? Yeah. Standing on top of that. On that beam, it's probably That another, beam's another probably three and a half, four foot up from that. So, you're so they're about... 10 to 12 feet off the ground. Uh, close to, between yeah. eight and 10, yeah. somewhere around in there. So they he hooks them for the Spanish fly. They go right into the middle of the ring. That, the noise and the impact, and they all came up off the ground. My feet came off the ground when they hit. And uh, they landed. He landed it perfect. Per- oh, I mean, yeah. It was both of them right there where they were supposed to. Uh, yeah, going back, I saw the expression on my face when they hit it, and I was just, I looked like I had just shit my pants and didn't know what to think. Right. Like, overall, you know, the hot start. You know, the consistent back-and-forth action with these two guys, and then the, the hard finish and at the end. It was a great match. I don't know how long either of these guys have been in the business, but I feel like they have a lot of potential, and I see nothing but good things for them. So, Kevin Wright. Ryan. Right, excuse me, I apologize. Kevin Ryan and Jordan Kingsley. If you ever get a chance to book those guys, please do book those guys, because they will not let you down. They will put on one hell of a show for you guys. Well, see, I actually met Kevin once or... I think I've met him once or twice before. Um, at that point, he had a different tag partner, and I actually worked him at a show in Dunlap. And just from then to now, the difference in the way he is, I mean, he's got a lot better. Uh, yeah, big things for him if he sticks with it. Absolutely. Uh, Jordan Kingsley, I had never met him before. Uh, got there... Honestly, I saw him sitting over there, and I didn't know if he was a worker, if he had just kind of showed up to hang out. But, yeah, he got out there, got, I mean, hell, they blew my mind with some of the stuff they Absolutely. did. Uh, I mean, the Spanish fly was great. You know, it looked amazing, perfect, boom. But I tell you, what impressed me more, uh, the tombstone that Kevin gave Oh, Jordan. yes. He put him, hooked him for a tombstone, and then he jumps off of the, was it the second? No, he the, stepped on the bottom uh-huh. rope and, like, just jumped, jumped off up. the bottom rope to give him a tombstone. I'd never seen that before. I thought that was amazing. And and both of these boys, I mean, they're they're not, you know, 110 pounds soaking weight. They're a good 180, 190 pounds. And so for somebody to do that and then push up off of their weight, off of that bottom rope to come up and do that tombstone, that takes a, a good bit of strength. So that was a great spot right there. All right, uh, so that was the first match. Kevin Ryan went over with the uh, big Spanish fly off the support beam. Support beam. Second match, the second match I didn't get to see any of. I saw a little bit from where they had had the camera set up. The only thing I saw was, uh, well, I'll go ahead and say what the match is. It was uh, Donnie Janela versus Leo. Uh, the only thing I saw was Janela had Leo in a sharpshooter. Yeah. And I know it was a sharpshooter not, and not a scorpion deathlock. Oh, yeah? 
How do you know that? Because Donnie Janella did not wear face paint. Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was a good match. Uh, I, I've heard a lot about Donnie Janela, but I've never seen his work. Well, like I said, the only thing I saw in the match was Janela having him in the sharpshooter right. and then Leo reversing it somehow into a knee bar. I was like, that was fucking great. Yeah, the whole match, I mean, Donnie Janela's going by Kung Fu, Donnie Janela, Leo, as you know, they're both doing like Kung Fu, martial arts type characters, and they're doing really well. You know, well, I actually found Leo, and Leo found me on Twitter, and he's actually... Uh, practices Brazilian Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. So it's legit martial arts there. Donnie, I don't know if he actually practices right. anything like that or if it's just gimmick for him. Right. But yeah, uh so don't, yeah, so don't fuck with Leo, he'll fuck you up. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, I never had seen Donnie's work before, but I had heard about him a lot on Twitter. I've seen a lot of his stuff. People talk about him. Yeah, it was mainly the whole match was, you know, them trading and doing, you know, their martial arts moves. And it was just pretty much a fight to see who was the better martial artist. And the whole thing, there was trading triangle chokes, going back and forth with, you know, different submissions. It was a really mat-based type of match, and it was really enjoyable to watch. And then the final sequences of the match was Donnie going over with, you know, just simple palm strike. Bam. One, two, three. Okay. And for some people that, you know, even if you have been a professional wrestling fan for a while, you see a move like that, like, how the fuck is that a finish? If you've ever worked in Japan or if you've ever been hit in the face with a straight palm strike, it can break your fucking nose. I was about to say, have you had anybody just hit you in the face? That's how it can be a finish. Exactly. So I thought that was very effective, great, and especially for Donnie and his character, perfect way to finish the match. And also... Hold on, no. The perfect way to finish the match is what happened after the match. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was the perfect way to finish the match. Okay, so I didn't see this. Josh went back and watched part of the match uh, today on YouTube. And uh, he was showing me after the match was over. Uh, one, two, three, raise a hand. He's the winner. Uh, Donnie drops down, shaking Leo's hand, thanking him, patting him. And he's like, is the red light off? The camera stopped rolling. He's like, red light's off, baby. Let's do this. Picks him up. The red light's still going. He's like, oh, it's still on. Shit. <laughs> Punches him in the gut. Yeah, that was fucking great. Like I said, I didn't get to see any of the match yet. I'm going to go back and watch it because that's the only one of the matches I didn't get to see besides my own. So. Yeah, and before we go into the next match, I just want to... Uh... Give a shout-out to Donnie Janela. This is the first time I've ever met him. But from the time he was working to the time he was at ringside and in the back, he was, you know, such a a nice guy. Not only was he critiquing everybody's matches, he was giving compliments. He was telling people what they did good about. Like, he, he I can't tell you, he complimented me at, at least two or three times. Complimented every guy's match and what they could have done better. Like, I don't know what, how long he's been in the business. I'm assuming he's been in the business for quite a while. I'm pretty sure he's been in some pretty notable promotions. So he's got the experience and he's got the, he's been a, around the business a while, it seems like. But he was just so humble. According to my notes, that was his first match. What, no, what, you just looked like <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah. I'm just kidding. Donnie, I don't really know you. I just like to fuck around with people anyway. He, he does. So. He's, a, he's a dickhead. But I've I, been doing this shit 19 years, and I'll tell people it's my first match just to fuck with their heads. But yeah, Donnie was, he's such a, he's such a nice guy for a first experience meeting him. Dude's awesome. Great guy. 
always willing to talk to you and tell you what you did wrong and always willing to compliment you when you did something good. So kudos to you, Donnie. All right, and now the main event of the show. What, right? What the fuck you doing? It was the main event, right? No. This ain't WWE where there's three main events. A third match is always the main event, right? Third match is right before we go to a commercial break. This is just the, the filler match. God damn it. They told me it was a fucking main event. These... False advertisement. I mean, hell, it's not the first time I've been lied to. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, seriously, though, like I said... Showed up, just wound up having my bag because you'd never go to a show where you don't have your gear. Show up, Crunk says, do you have your gear? I said, yeah, about that time. Uh, Sean Christopher that I worked comes walking back from being out by the ring. He says, Sean, you're working Hampton. And I was like, okay, I'm working that kid. I'm going to go get my shit, get changed. Uh this was the first time I'd ever met him before. Hell, it was the first time I'd met a lot of people before. Yeah, there's a lot of new faces back there. Uh, well, hell, looking at the card, I've met Kevin before, uh, Cody Steele, Chris Crunk, uh, and I'd met Alan Angels one time. So, four out of 12 people, well, 11, not I think myself. I met two. I think I was Crunk. And Cody Steele. I mean, of course, Joey was there, so technically there'd be three, but yeah. I think, it, I think yeah, just two. But yeah, he's like, you're going to be working this kid, so like I said, I get changed, go in, start talking to him. Uh, good kid, very respectful. Uh, Absolutely. I would bring up an idea, like, okay, yeah, that sounds real good, and then, you know, uh, Crunk said, try to do a 70-30. It was almost more like 85-15, though, if you actually go back and watch it. Yeah, you did have a lot of offense. I had a lot of offense in, but, hell, that was his call. Uh, he said he wanted to skip shine. I tried to, you know, I tried to give him a little bit there at the start. Yeah. And he's like, no, we don't have a lot of time. We'll just skip shine, let you go straight into heat. Uh Try to think of some good, at least one real good hope spot for him. And then uh, the way we went into the finish and all that good stuff. I'll tell you one thing. The beginning sequence of that match was incredible. <clears throat> you know, he's doing the whole, you know, give me a high five. You know, you, okay, I got you, kid. Bam. Yeah, he comes up. Face. He comes up. He's like, hey, up high. And... You know, there wasn't really a crowd to play to, baby or heel, but Crunk's like, just go out there and be a heel. So, hell, I did. And so, he goes out, you know, hey, up high. I'm like, okay. And I tease throwing the hand up there, and then I just slap the shit out of him across the face. And then they go into it, and he ducks the clothesline, and then Jason just... No, you skip part of it. That's why you don't need to talk right now. Well, excuse the hell out of me. <laughs> go ahead. Well, no, I turn around and look at what was the, quote, heel side over there where a lot of the guys that were working heel were standing. And I'm like, this little asshole really think I'm going to give him a high five? Who does that shit anyway? I turn around. He slaps me across the face. That's why I charge for him to duck the clothesline. When he ducks the clothesline, I hit the ropes. 
go out and he does the little rebound right behind me. I turn around and as I turn around, he's right there where I can pick him up and hit him with a spine buster. And that was such a pretty spine buster. Uh, so we wanted to start off kind of, kind of quick, but not too quick. If that makes sense. No, no, yeah, I gotcha. Uh, got a good hope spot for him in there, too. Fighting back, fighting back a little bit. Uh, I'm not wanting to give away too much of the match. Because I actually want people to go watch it. Because my opinion... One of your best matches. Definite top five. Mm-hmm. I agree. And this isn't like Bruce Pritchard putting every tag team he's ever liked into his top five tag teams either. That's this is like legit. five. This is like legit top five matches that I've had, and uh, it was so damn easy. Yeah, it was such. It was a smooth match the whole way through. Really, everything flowed. Everything went the way we had tried to plan on it going. For the first time, y'all. That was the first time y'all worked, right? Yeah, it was the first time I'd ever met him. Yeah, so, I mean, y'all had some pretty good chemistry for never meeting before and having to be working for the first time against each other. That was great. I took and gave a move that I had never taken or given before. Which one was that? Uh, I'd never taken a crucifix bomb. That was a good spot. Uh, I picked him up uh, early on in the match, gave him a Yoshimiroshi. And as he sits up, after I give it to him, he's sitting there on his ass. I hit the ropes, give him a seated sick kick. Uh, go for the pin there, and I pull him up. You know, do the one, two. No, I'm not done toying around with this little fucker yet. Blah, right. blah, blah. So later on, I go to do it again, pick him up. And he does the whole, I know what you're doing now. I'm going to fight out of it. So he gives me a couple elbows across the face. Third elbow, I slump over, kind of bend over with him still on my back in the fireman. And he just, you know, does the twist for the big bomb. It was supposed to go into a pin, but I had so much momentum going, I completely flipped all the way around. I mean, I couldn't have stopped myself if I tried. Uh, but yeah, but it still looked incredible, looked great. <clears throat> and then uh, that led into the move that I had never given before. Because from there, he shoots me across the ring. I'll reverse him. I go in. He does the scoot out. I Bret Hart the buckle. Yep. And he gives me the outside NZ to knock me out of the ring on the opposite side of the turnbuckle. So we're on the outside of the ring. He's on one side of the corner. I'm on the other side of the corner. He hooks me for a suplex like he's going to suplex me over the turnbuckle down to the floor. I know it was going to be down to the floor because all the heels that were on that side moved and said, I'm not catching his ass. Uh, uh, are, we, are, we, are, we supposed to, are we supposed to catch him? No, no, no. I, no what is I actually like? heard someone say that. Are we supposed to catch him? And, like, and somebody else, I don't know. I'm just moving. <laughs> uh, but it, Fight, fight, fight. No, you're not going to suplex me. Eventually, I poke him in the eyes. And I give him a swinging neck breaker off the middle rope from the in outside in. Yeah. And, that and we land. It felt like in the middle of the ring. Oh, perfect. Perfectly. Yeah, right there in the middle. It was great. Uh, some more selling, some more playing. And that led in. That's what we use leading into the finish, I believe. I think so. 
uh, we wind up getting up. I go, he gets his comeback in, a couple Superman forearms, uh, uh, charge the buckle at him, he kicks me in the face, gives me a blockbuster. Uh, blockbuster, then it was a, uh, I'm trying to think. I'm sitting here with my eyes closed, going through the match in my head like I'm, you know, watching it. Hey, sometimes that helps. But yeah, he gives me the blockbuster, I sell it up, and turn around into a pump kick, which spins me around into a ripcord. And it was actually a ripcord I had never taken before. It was the ripcord gonorrhea. That's that's what it's called? That's what Jimmy Rave used to call that move. Ah. Uh, Paige was calling it the page turner. The hook. And the <laughs> yeah. Coughing on the podcast again. Did you not get your fill of that Do shit Do you want me week? to just b- blow my th- lungs out? Do you, you want my throat to just explode from the inside out? As I said last week, yes, that would be amazing to watch. You know what? You are a sick, sick man. Yes. Thank you. Continue. I was going to. Okay. But yeah, he hits me with the uh, ripcord gonorrhea. One, two. Hooks me for his finish, which was a half Nelson pump handle driver. It was pretty, and you did great with that. He hooks it, goes to slip the pump handle, and I'm able to counter it into a drop toe hold. Uh, Get up, boot him in the gut, hook him for my finish. Uh, Double underhook. He's fighting, 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 and the dirty little bastard steps on my toes. You were wearing boots. How'd that hurt? Have you ever had your toe stepped on? Yeah, yeah I heard that. Like, toe. stomped on? Because that's what this little asshole did to me. Well, maybe you should have put some extra padding in your boot. You never know when somebody's going to step on your foot. It could be an accident, it could be on purpose, but you never fucking know. Unless you tell them, hey, step on my foot to get out of this move. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, stomped the foot, spun out, uh, winds up getting me in his finish again. Boom, one, two, three. I don't know how long we went. Uh, I feel like we went close, at least close to our time we had. It was about, I want to say, at least maybe 10, 11 minutes. I don't think you went over too much. Uh, Yeah, so a lot of fucking fun. Like, a lot of fun. Crowd, well, crowd, the boys around the ring, Hill and Babyside, they were just getting into it. They were getting a chance on. They were providing their own commentary. I mean, throughout every single match, you could feel the energy in this building. Just yeah, for it that. to just be, you know, 12 guys and, what, four girls were there yeah. with some of the guys. For it to be that small of a crowd, I guess you could say, fucking energy was huge. Oh, yeah, it felt great. Had a blast. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter, I put a big post up Sunday talking about how when I got there, you know, I was the odd man out, the guy that didn't belong. But hell, after that match was over with, I feel like I could do just about anything now. Absolutely. I mean, that match was great. I hung. Uh, since February, I'm down close to 60 pounds, right at 60, a little over 60, somewhere around in there. 
So I'm moving better than I was. My wind's a lot better. I mean, it just felt like everything just flowed easy. Oh, yeah, you look great, man. So it was just, uh, hell, it just made me feel fucking phenomenal that I was able to keep up and, yeah, hopefully, hopefully there's more to come out of this and it wasn't just a, well, you had a good match this time, but, you know, you won't get used again. Yeah, hopefully there'll be more opportunities for you and if anybody wants me to ref again, if Chris needs a ref, I'll be more than glad to do that for him. All right, and then we'll move on. Uh, fourth match of the evening was Cody Steele versus All Beef Tyler Franks. All Beef. That was fucking phenomenal gimmick work. Oh by yeah, All Beef. great storytelling. And this uh, Tyler Franks kid, he's a he made Cody look great. Cody made him look great. It was it was a great match. It was more so the story of. Cody's character getting over and the nuances to complete all that and they completed each other perfectly in my opinion. Well, Cody has changed his character since the last time I saw him. You know, mm-hmm. he used to be was it the sword, Cody the sword. Steel? Yeah, the sword. Coming out looking like the big, you know, king's robe and all that stuff. And uh he come out he was big Hollywood Cody Steele now. And then Joey Gambino was and his Joey being his agent. Talent agent, yeah. I mean, it was it was great doing the fake phone call for the, the script, script to Titanic, Titanic two, and then you know he's like, "Hey man, I got you a part. I got you the part." And then Tyler's like, "Put the role on the line. Put the role on the line." And then you know, from everything them going and uh, from Cody missing the big boot at the start and Joey outside throwing a fit. <laughs> All his matches start with a big boot. Did you not read the script? Did you not read page three where it says all Cody Steele matches start with a big boot? Then Tyler turns around, boom, big boot. And then, you know, they go along. Uh, Tyler, I'd love to see him work in front of a crowd. Oh, yeah. Because he had the energy and everything. He is a Uh, pure white meat baby face. I can just see. I mean, he's. He's not a huge guy, you know. Right. I guess if I was looking and having a guess, I'd say about one fifty, somewhere around there. I feel. I mean, I'm probably wrong, and he'll probably message me on Twitter because I'm we're following him on Twitter now. I'm one seventy five. God damn it. God damn it. I'm not one fifty. I'm one sixty two. I mean, you know, something like <laughs> I'm that. I'm one fifty one and three quarters. <laughs> but yeah, I mean. It was the perfect underdog to the bigger guy story. They go along, and then they throw the comedy from the Hogan Macho Man. Oh, God, that was so funny and so entertaining. Where Tyler starts hulking up. He takes the punches, does the you. you. And then the, the block and the punch and the block and the punch. And then Cody just flips into Macho, Macho I mean, just going back and forth. Hogan, oh, you think you can get me at the SummerSlam, brother? And, <laughs> and he does the macho spots. Gets Tyler down. Ooh, going for the tap rope. Going for the elbow, brother. Yeah, he climbs up to the top rope, which was the bottom rope. <laughs> 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 which was fucking great. Uh, but yeah, that was a, another damn good match right there. Uh, again, like I said, I'd love to see Tyler work in front of a crowd yes absolutely 
just because the energy he had just being there with just the guys, his facial expressions, you know, all that little subtle things that workers pick up that sometimes the crowd don't. But it was, you know, it was very entertaining. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, Cody over on that one with, uh, I think they were saying he used to call it the sword whenever he was still doing the gimmick. Yeah. A uh, big jumping kick to the head while he was down. Don't know whether he's calling a finisher now. Might have missed it, but whatever that new name of that finisher is, Big Hollywood, you just you just let us know. Yeah, yeah, definitely let us know what that is because, hell, it was badass. Yeah, it looked like he took his head off. A big dude jumping up like that, kicking down on somebody, that... Hell, that's devastating shit right there. No, oh, yes, sir. And then you get into your, I guess you'd call it the co-main events, because they had longer time. Yeah. Uh, Alan Angels versus Adam Priest. Uh, Alan Angels just had a damn good match tonight against Phoenix. On AEW Dark. On AEW Dark. And prior to that, he actually worked Kenny Omega on Dynamite. A damn good match with Omega on Dynamite. So this this man is getting such good opportunities, and I wish the very best for him. Multiple people on Twitter saying uh, AEW management should sign him. There was one guy that straight up at... Uh, sent it straight to at Tony Khan, sign Allen Angels. Good. And knowing how willing they're willing to give anybody a chance there, send it to Tony, send it to Cody, I guarantee you that I wouldn't be surprised if they signed this man to a contract. Uh, his match this past Saturday against Adam Priest, good match. Yep. Solid. Uh, I'd never met Adam before. Like I said, I'd only met Alan once, maybe twice. I feel like I might have met Alan before. I just don't know where. And I know I've not met Adam Did before. you go... Uh, you went to that Wrestling for God show that I worked. Yeah, I, I had, they had me ref and it was that, that okay. one. Okay, Alan worked Crunk on that show. Okay, so maybe I have met him before. Yeah, yeah, Alan worked Crunk on that show that night, so that's where I'd met him there, and then one of the previous Wrestling for God shows, uh, I rode with Drew out to it. Okay. And he was there that night also. But yeah, starting off, they real hot and heavy. The whole match was really fast-paced. If you're not paying attention, it's kind of hard to keep up with. Like me, as the ref, you know, I'm trying to just stay out of their way because they're going all, they're utilizing every inch of this ring to utilize every move, every submission. It was a very mat-based submission-style match, and they did incredible. Uh, yeah, very fast, very good, you know, quick pace. Uh, this is one of the one of the matches I got into, and, you know, I wasn't chanting much in this one because I was watching more and, you know, just slapping on the mat. I would hear Matt slapping going on, so, oh, I'm supposed to be hitting right now. I was... You know, I was too busy watching what was going on. And for, you know, like I said, Alan was on AEW a couple of times. I believe they said that Adam Priest had been in NXT, as a matter of fact. I don't know if he had a dark match or if he was, you know, working, a, you know, just a, a jobber match. But two guys getting some great opportunities. Yeah, and, and uh, most of the match centered around Alan working, uh, Angels working Priest. His leg. Uh, leg. leg. Uh, a bunch of dragon screws. One I'd never seen before where he was hung up on the ropes and he hit the dragon screw while he was on the rope. That was, that was, that was impressive as hell. 
And then, uh, and I guess you could call it a twist ending since Alan was working the Adam's leg. Adam actually won with the, with the Boston with Crab, Crab Walls of Jericho submission. Uh, man, I felt bad for Adam on, or for Angels on one of those. Because, you know, he had him in and he reaching back doing those kicks. Right. Like kicking him in the head. How Jericho used to do like that. Yeah. Man, there was one. It looked like he slipped when he went to pick his leg like, up and yeah. he went to kick. kick. I swear to God, he just it's like, oh shit. Yeah, after watching, being right there for this match to call this match and ref it, it is no surprise whatsoever how both of these men have gotten the opportunity they have had with NXT and AEW respectively. And I wish more opportunities to these guys. So, Allen Angels, Adam Priest, y'all keep doing what y'all's doing. Very best of luck to y'all. And I cannot wait to find out that both of y'all have gotten signed to some incredible contracts. Uh, yeah, 100%. Those guys. Book uh, Allen Angels, book Adam Priest. They will not disappoint you on your shows. Yeah, no doubt about that one. And then your actual main event of the evening, Chris Cronk and AC Mack. I AC Mack may have been on one of those, one or two of those Wrestling for God shows. I don't know. I don't remember. Has, has, has he ever worked for Woody before? I feel like I've seen him at one of Woody's shows. He may have. Because I know he's based down in Atlanta because I know he uh, he used to train at WWE 4, I believe. Well, whenever he was, he done his ring introduction, he even said, born and raised in Atlanta. Atlanta yeah. But, uh... This was... <laughs> This was this was professional wrestling. Yes, I, I mean, perfect, perfect scenario where you got two guys that know how to talk, know how to wrestle, put each thing. They knew how to play off each other too. So it's like, AC Mack comes out, does his ring introduction. You know, I'm. AC Mack, I'm from Atlanta, I weigh this much, I do this, I'm here, you know, all that stuff that he was saying. Yep, doing his little catchphrases, doing his, you know, his signature, his signature. Uh, so Chris Crunk, Chris Crunk comes out, takes the microphone away from whoever was going to introduce him at the time, and he busts out the, straight from Chattanooga, Tennessee, weighing more than that guy, you know, just being silly. Basically pulls out <clears throat> Mac's introduction, but doing it for himself and changing up to make it about him instead of being about Mac. And one of the things that Mac coined himself as his moniker was he was the title snatcher. Then Crunk comes out wearing the replica Brahma Bull Rock. No, 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 no. We're not going to say it was a replica Rock Brahma Bull. It may have been. Well, there is very few in existence. It was the original. It wasn't a replica. <laughs> but no, he came out uh, just having some fun with the title. Yeah, he does know. his little uh, stuff mimicking uh, AC Mack, and he says, wearing the only title you will not be able to snatch. Uh, but yeah, they go through, they start having the match, and they... They'll talk and pause and start talking like, man, I, I didn't think we was... Because, uh, what was it? One of them chopped the other Yeah, one of I told you. We, Max, like, we I don't... Gonna, I didn't think we... Why did you do that? I we, don't like chops. Did you see what happened to him? And then Adam's showing him his chest like, yeah, look at my chest. Yeah. 
man, I thought we were friends. And Crunk's like, we are friends. Then why'd you do that? You know, and then going back and forth, and they go through. Uh, they got their big spots. They're doing the uh, fun, real fun match to watch. Oh, yeah, it was incredibly entertaining. Uh, Chris Crunk. Chris Crunk is one of, uh, one of the best workers I've ever seen in the business. He's such a good worker. Crunk teasing, hitting Mac's finish, and then Mac actually hitting the finish and all that stuff. Uh, and, yes, I agree. Uh, Crunk, damn good worker. The uh, Are we really going to talk about what you just did on the podcast? Come on. <laughs> Come on. What'd you do, Josh? I've What'd had... So, you shit your pants. That's all we'll say. <laughs> you I've don't have bad, to explain. I've had some bad gas, You bro. don't have to explain. Nobody out there cares about your bad gas. Continue. I shall continue. You are the ones that have to call attention to all my problems. You cough and distract everybody. You, I swear to God, shit through the chair you're sitting in. I am doing normal human bodily functions. Sometimes you can't control. It happens. Can we continue? As long as you don't piss your pants, whatever. Uh, no. Uh, my favorite spot Crunk's doing right now. Uh, he's out of the ring, winds up sweeping the leg, and does the up and over into the double stomp. Yes. Beautiful. Absolutely. Absolutely fucking beautiful. Loved it. And, uh, yeah, they go through and Mac went over in that one. Well, you're the ref. Mac went over. Yeah, Mac went over with the the Mac 10. Basically inverted or reversed pedigree. Instead of hooking, you know, the arms, he hooks the opposite arms. It's a double underhook, but the arms are crossed to make an X X. like the Roman numeral 10. Great finish. Very unique. Yeah, definitely. I didn't. I'd never seen it before, so I was very interested. And seen him hook around and hook again. And I'm like, okay, what's he going from there? And he hits it. I'm like, oh, fuck! fuck. Out my, out my head. I'm like, fuck. That was. So Mac won. You know, he gets the the Brahma Bull title, holds it up. You know, taunting Chris. You know, and we close out the show with Mac. Holding up that Brahma bull belt and red lights off. Well, baby faces jump in the ring and then yeah. two heels jump in the ring to run the baby faces off. And then that's when they cut the lights off or cut the red light off is uh to say. say. Red lights off, baby. And uh yeah, just a real, really fucking fun night. I had an absolute blast. I hope they do another one of these shows because I'll be more than glad to ref even if I am the only ref. I had fun. Hell, I'd be glad to go just hang out. That was a lot of fucking fun. And like I said, you know, that wasn't wasn't my normal group of guys I hang with. And, you know, no crunk from a few shows. Seen him at a lot. But it's not like, you know, at the shows, we're not always next to each other talking, hanging out. You know, it was good to... Good to get outside the normal social circle for once, you know. Absolutely. Good to be back at a wrestling show, even if it was with no fans. Just get back out there and get in the groove of things and, you know, get to experience that environment was something that we've been missing for a while. Yeah, no fucking doubt, man. I was I was really looking forward to when Tyler, Tyler told me Saturday, man, we're going to run next Saturday, which would be this coming Saturday. 
Uh, he had the card made out, told me, he said, man, plug this and plug this and plug this. So I had all that plan, was going to lay it out there, and then he messaged me today while I was sitting down eating dinner, and he's like, hey, hold off on plugging it. And I'm like, why? What happened? And he sent me a the, screenshot of the press release from Brian Kemp with it circled, talking about live performance venues stay, having to stay shut down until at least the 31st. Shut up. Damn it, Kemp. But yeah, uh, hopefully he does get to open up soon. Uh, the matches that he told me about, uh, the one he told me about, I'm not even going to tell you about it yet. I'm going to let you be surprised because it's, it's going to be fucking phenomenal. Oh, God. Now, I'm, I'm, hey, I'm going to really torture him and tell me what the hell the match will be. Uh, some old Empire buddies. I'll just say that, working uh, against each other. Oh, shit. So, it, you know it's going to be... Oh, yeah, it's going to be daggum It's going to be damn good. But, uh, yeah, final thoughts about the show Saturday. Overall, great show, great environment, had a blast. You know, it seemed like everything was in place, you know. You know, we had comedy, you had good map-based wrestling, you had good high-flying, you had good storytelling all throughout. Every little nuance you can want in a match. If this match wasn't your cup of tea, the next match probably was. So, it had everything in there for, you know, each different type of wrestling event, and I think it delivered completely. Uh, I, shit, I can't argue. You know, you go from the fast pace of the first match to the back and forth mat martial arts of the second one to the oh, slow down old school Slow down style. old school, me being the bruiser and just trying to whoop the shit out of the kid in the third match. Did to, you go back to a submission style match? I mean, yeah, everything. Even to the last match with a little bit of comedy that Kronk and Mac threw out there. Uh, basically, it was a damn near perfect wrestling show. Absolutely. With everything that's been going on in the world with this coronavirus and not being able to have fans. God damn it, you're not supposed to say that. Shit, I'm going to get... Free- we're not going to get paid for this show, damn it. Shit, we're not getting paid anyway. It doesn't matter. Nope. We're going to get... <laughs> we're going to lose... We're not going to get 20 cents. Now we're going to get 12 cents, damn it. Uh, but yeah, no. With everything going on, that's exactly what we needed. Uh... It got our wrestling fix in for a little while. And uh definitely can't wait. Definitely can't wait for more. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. So, again, Chris Crunk, thank you so much for the opportunity to ref. I'm so glad that I got to do that for you. Thank yeah. you to Donnie Janella, Alan Angels, Adam Priest, Kevin Ryan, Jordan Kingsley. Donnie Janella, Leo, you know, Cody Steele, Joey Gambino, Tyler Franks, all these guys. If I missed you, I'm so sorry. It was great to be in the ring, work with each and every one of you. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, thank you, Chris, uh, getting me the spot. Uh, I know it was just because somebody didn't show up, but hopefully it was, uh, you know, hopefully it was up to the standard you needed, up to, you know, what you wanted. Uh, thank you, Sean Christopher, for busting your ass to make me look like a million fucking dollars. Uh, not bad for a fat old guy, right? Absolutely <laughs> incredible. And if it seemed like I might have been a bit off reffing, I, I apologize. We was kind of going back and forth if there was going to be rules or not, so I was kind of being lenient and wasn't getting you know, in there fully. And I was trying, because I know we was recording, I was trying to stay out of the camera's view as much as I could. 
so I didn't get fully in. You yeah, know. you kept putting your ass in my face for some reason. Well, you're the one that tried to grab my damn ass. Well, I told Cody, I said, if he puts his ass in my face again, I'm going to punch it. So, yeah, if, if I looked a little off in that match, I do apologize. So, But, yeah, once again, thank you, Chris. Thank you, Sean. Uh, thank you to everybody who had a nice, kind word to say about the match. Uh, hell, Joey wound up messaging Jennifer on Facebook after everything was she all said and done. That. He's like, dude. And she was like, what? And he was like, your boy killed it. One of my... One of my top two matches, one of my favorite matches of the night. So, yeah, thanks to everybody stroking my ego a little bit. That was, hell, it was a lot of fucking fun. And for a shitty little referee, I appreciate the opportunity to get back in there and finally figure out how to count to three. One, two, three. Uh, okay, so we had a... We actually had another show lined up that we were going to do, but we actually had wrestling, so we had to fucking talk about that. So, next week, uh, it's going to sound like a crazy topic, and we might not get very long on it, so we'll have to add some other stuff. Okay. But, loyalty. Um. Uh, yeah, it's just things I've learned... Basically, this is if I'm sitting down talking to a green guy, this is what I would tell him about being loyal to this, this, and this, and right. not trying to be loyal to that. So, great topic. Hopefully, it's something that you'll want to listen to. Hopefully, you've enjoyed listening to the show tonight. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get out of here. Uh, we'll plug Twitter real quick. At shit underscore indy 83 guys yeah at shit underscore indy 83 follow us like our content tell us you hate the fucking podcast tell us it was a great podcast whatever you'd like to do and if you got ideas on future episodes you want us to talk about let us know we'll be glad to do it yeah definitely hit us up follow us like us retweet uh hell Sean Christopher was listening to the podcast today, and he actually cut out a little clip and posted it on Twitter. So, I mean, that was pretty cool. Uh, so, yeah, definitely. At shit underscore Indy 83. Uh, man, I'm having a blast doing this podcast. Oh, me, it's me just, both. It was just something to do. You know, I hell, I love telling stories. I love stories being told. Uh we're definitely going to start having people on. We're still uh, trying to get Drew off the podcast. We're just trying to get timing. Well, Drew was over here the other night, but it was too late to record. He came over and watched Money in the Bank. Uh, check out the review on the Not Safe for Wrestling podcast. Drew actually sat down, and me, him, and Josh recorded a little review of Money in the Bank. That was fun. Uh, with a cameo from Josh's son in that podcast also. Yes, but yeah, uh, we'll be back next week talking a little bit about loyalty to yourself, your shows, your family, and all that shit. So uh, He's Jason Hampton. I am Jason Hampton, and that has been... <laughs> and I'm, I gave it to you. Why don't you give it back to me? But first, you try to... See, see, I don't get it. You're the one that's having to start the intro. Then I try to sign you off, and you know... Loyalty, how about you give me some? Bring it back to me. Next week, I'll tell him why that doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> but I've been Josh Cox. Yeah, he is Josh Cox. I'm Jason Hampton. Thanks for listening, motherfuckers. And Shitheads, we will see you next week. This has been Tales of a Shitty Indie Worker. Peace out, fuckers. <laughs>